Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm, and we have a live link at thetrumpet.com as well. We live in an age today that is full of a lot of negativity. Some statistics say about 70 to 80% of people's thoughts are negative. Now, of course, that would depend upon the person and the day, I suppose. But overall, that's probably pretty accurate. Shocking, but accurate. Why so much negativity? Is that something that you find you struggle with, being negative? And how do you conquer negativity? How do we get that out of our lives? Well, first we have to look at why there is so much negativity today. There's a very specific reason, and we can see this from the Bible. We're going to look at a few passages today, so if you do have a Bible handy, it'd be great to get it out, and we could look at these scriptures together. We'll start in Revelation 12. This is a very well-known passage, and it talks about the time we're living in today. Something very dramatic happened, and we see the results of it in society around us. Revelation 12, and we'll start in verse 9. This is talking about Satan the devil. Revelation 12 and verse 9, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan which deceives the whole world. Can you believe that? Satan deceives the whole world. That's what it says. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels, or demons, were cast out with him. Verse 10, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. So you see that Satan deceives the whole world. He broadcasts. And he's an accuser of the brethren. He's an accuser. Christ says he's a liar and a murderer from the beginning, accusing, lying, murdering, deceiving, all of that negative, all of that coming from Satan the devil. Verse 12, it says, Therefore rejoice, you heavens and you that dwell in them, but woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has but a short time. Satan's full of wrath. You just look at him and what's described here. He's a deceiver. He is an accuser. He's full of wrath. He's very negative. Satan is a negative being. He's hopeless. He's discouraged. He's full of wrath. And he's that way because of his constant rebellion against God constantly rebelling against God, the way that Satan lives causes misery. It causes negativity. And he is cast down to this earth and confined here with all of his demons. So when you look around and you see the problems in society, 
and you see the negativity, here's the reason why. Satan's cast down, his demons are cast down, and they live in a lawless way. They rebel against God and they spread that negativity. And many people follow Satan's lead, even though they don't know they're doing it. And they find themselves to be quite negative as well. No wonder there is so much negativity and depression today. And the Bible said our time would be like this. You can look at several passages, we'll look at a few today, where it's prophesied that it would be this way. And it keeps getting back to the same core cause of sin. Second Peter 3, let's notice this. 2 Peter 3, verses 3 and 4. Peter writes, Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days, these are our days today, these last days, there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. So here in these last days, we see that people will be walking after their own lusts. That's sin. They're living in a sinful way. And they have this attitude that's negative. It's a scoffing attitude, as it's called here. They scoff. And especially when it comes to God and his word, they scoff at that. Now, a scoffer, this is someone who mocks. And they have this negative attitude, again, especially towards God's word. And notice why they are in this negative attitude. Well, as we read, it's because they walk after their own lusts. They're caught up in sins. Sins produce negativity. And part of that thinking then is a mocking attitude. There's a lot of mockery that goes on. Again, especially anything that would be from God's word. People mock that. They laugh at it. And they they laugh it to scorn negative attitude towards God and his word, and then, of course, just a negativity in general. But it's coming because of sin. People are caught up in sin, so when there's negativity, we have to look and see, well, is there sin? Notice Ezekiel 12. This is uh, interesting. God gives us some instruction here about how we are to be and how we're to be thinking fully aware and having prophesied that people would be scoffing and negative towards him and his word and his prophecies. Ezekiel 12, verses 21 through 23. It says, And the word of the Eternal came unto me, saying, Son of man, what is that proverb that you have in the land of Israel, saying the days are prolonged and every vision fails? So what what do people say? That's what God is asking here. What, what's the proverb? What do people say? This common thought that people have, oh, prophecy fails. You know, God's way doesn't work. That law is done away. That's a lot of people's thinking. It's negativity and it's mockery. And it's scoffing. Verse 23, it says, Tell them, therefore, thus says the eternal God, I will make this proverb to cease. People won't say that anymore. And they shall no more use it as a proverb in Israel, 
but say unto them, The days are at hand, and the effect of every vision. This is a quote from the correspondence course. It's free at thetrumpet.com, the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. Please sign up for that if you have not already. It's a wonderful course, and it's free. It's an educational service. But it says, throughout the Bible, we find that God has always given people ample opportunity to repent, to quit sinning, before sending punishment for breaking his law, which defines a way of life that leads to peace, happiness, and abundant well-being. Time after time, God sent his prophets to warn the nations of impending punishments for their disobedience. Yet, in nearly every case, the warning fell on deaf ears. See, negativity, negative thinking, scoffing, that comes from not obeying God's law. As we just read there, God's law defines a way of life that leads to peace, to happiness, and abundant well-being. See, that's positive. That's exciting. That's a very upbeat mindset. And that's the way we will be if we're obeying God. We'll grow in that. We'll be developing more of that. And so we find ourselves in a society that is negative all around us, is full of scoffers all around us, and that can take a toll. We've got to fight against that. But it's important to understand why negativity exists where it comes from. It comes from Satan and his rebellion, from breaking God's law, and then there's all these negative fruits that come from that, and people can get very negative because of the misery they're experiencing in their lives. This is so common. We see this all of the time in society where people are living a lifestyle that is very clearly breaking God's law. They're very unhappy, but then they double down in their sins. They get even further into the sins, and they blame their unhappiness or their negativity. They blame it on people that uh, are, are critical of their lawless lifestyle. That's often what happens. But as we just read there, God gives people ample opportunity to repent, to quit sinning, because then they can be happy. They can be happy if they're living the way that God intends. So as we consider this topic of negativity, and then the spirit of scoffing, which is a big part of that, we have to look at ourselves and say, well, where there are areas of negativity, we've got to really examine ourselves for obedience to God's law because God's law is going to produce happiness, peace, and abundant well-being. doesn't mean there won't be some tests and trials. Of course there are. Jesus Christ went through many tests and trials, but he was full of joy. He was positive. He was keeping God's law, and he's our perfect example in that. Notice Isaiah 28. We'll look at a passage here. Isaiah 28, verses 22 through 23. Here God is telling us something very specifically. Isaiah 28 and verse 22. Now, therefore, be you not mockers. Don't get into that. Don't have that attitude. It says, lest your bands be made strong, for I have heard from the eternal God, of hosts a consumption, even determined upon the whole earth. Give you ear and hear my voice. Hearken and hear my speech. 
We're told not to be mockers, not to have that type of an attitude or to be negative towards God and his law and his prophecies and his way of life. Don't get into that type of thinking. Don't get into negativity. That's not the way Christ lived. That's not the way he taught us to live. So to conquer negativity and the mocking attitude that often goes with that, we are instructed to hear God's truth and then, of course, apply it, live by it. If we find that we're often negative, we have to prayerfully examine how we are living and see what we need to change and then put full effort into following God's instructions. Remember, God's way of life is a way that produces all the good things that we desire, all the positivity, all the joy. There's the law of cause and effect, blessings and cursings, obedience and disobedience. Notice Philippians 4. We'll look at a passage here. You know, the whole society around us, again, it's going against God and his ways. And so people often mock God's word. They just mock it. And yet they're negative and they're, they're caught up in more and more problems. Applying God's word is the solution to every problem. God's word can solve every problem. Keeping it, keeping his law. That's why a tool like the correspondence course is so valuable because we want to know what God says in his word. We want to understand it. We want to be able to solve problems and not go along with the negative flow of society, but actually be positive and have real hope. Philippians 4 and verse 8 gives some very practical instruction on how to think. It says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, Whatsoever things are lovely and whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So that's a passage that I think is pretty well known, but we do need to stop and really consider it to be positive and to think about these types of things. Well, we've got to be studying God's word. I mean, where are we going to learn about things that are true and honest and just and pure and lovely and of a good report and virtuous and praiseworthy. Well, it's going to come from God's word. That's where that comes from. And then as we apply God's word, we have more of these positive things to think about. It's a virtuous cycle of obedience and positivity. So we've got to be studying God's word and then applying it. That, that'll bring us out of negativity for sure. That'll really help us to be positive. We do want to have a positive mindset and be positive in our thinking, but yet we can't really be positive if we're steeped in sin. We've got to be studying God's Word and applying it, and then there's a lot to be positive about. Lesson 2 from the Correspondence Course says, Feeling incapable of determining the truth in what they read, see, and hear, most people have developed a skeptical, cynical attitude toward taking any warning seriously, even from God himself. You know, God's word is full of warnings about don't do this because it'll be bad, and then direction about do this other thing and that'll be good. And yet people get very skeptical about that and cynical about it, and they're negative about it, even though it's from God himself. So it's one of the the curses of our modern age, just that negativity and that cynicism that is so often in society. 
The quote continues and says, God's warnings for this end-time age have been recorded in the Bible, but because God seems so unreal to most people, they simply assume the prophecies of the Bible are irrelevant and of no consequence to them whatsoever. You know, people ignore all sorts of laws and, and the prophecies that um, God gives, and just even the basic, again, as I mentioned, law of cause and effect. But we don't want to be critical or cynical or pessimistic or, or mocking or scoffing when it comes to God's word. We certainly do not want to be in that mind frame, but we want to be positive towards it and look at God's commands as positive action steps because that's what they are. And that'll help us have all the joy and the, the positivity that, that we want and that God wants us to have. The quote continues and says, Thus millions today plod on like ignorant sheep, heedless, careless, calloused, and skeptical. All that's very negative. They are asleep at the switch, unaware of the grave peril ahead. It says they are like passengers on a train thundering down the tracks, completely unaware that a bridge is out just ahead. You know, just going on with their lifestyles further and further into sin and just, you know, negative and a negative mindset, skeptical, cynical, don't want to hear, you know, correction, but we have to. And that's so good for us because God's showing us how to have that joy and that happiness that we want. It says, what about you? Are you in your household? Are you cynical, skeptical, unbelieving? You know, we could say, are you negative? You know, we all have to battle against that and we want to be positive to be positive, we've got to apply God's word. We've really got to dig in and apply it and then think more and study more into the things that are of value. Philippians 4.8 tells us that. Really get into the word of God, study it, and apply it, and then we can be positive. Make sure that we're striving to be positive and especially be positive towards God and his word. It uh, lays out that, that path for us that gives us all that joy and that peace and that happiness that we do desire. If you'd like to learn more about how to be thinking correctly, and especially thinking about God's law, we have a book on the Ten Commandments that gives great insight into that, gives us some real depth into the meaning of the commandments, and really helps us to see them in a positive light. And of course, the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course, such a valuable tool. All of it's free at thetrumpet.com. That's all the time we have for today on this edition of Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. Thank you for spending some of your time with me today. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.